Amen. So once again, let me just say, um, welcome to Morning Manor. I so appreciate all you Morning Manorites. Each and every morning, you come online with me to hear what um, the Lord will put in my spirit to say. You know, before I come on, I always ask God, Father, just fill my mouth with the right words and just give me the words that is necessary to be spoken in the earth realm at this moment. And words that will help to transform your lives and change your lives. And I pray that over these past months um, that you have got something, you have received something um, that would help to transform your life and, and shift you and move you to a place of perfection. Not just perfection, but a place of maturity in the things of God that you would have now learned how to deal with certain things when they come up on you, um, that you are 100% responsible for your reactions to whatever comes your way, how you respond to it is 100% your responsibility. But how do you respond correctly? You need the word of God inside of you. You need instruction. You need a fresh new instruction set um, to operate on. You need a fresh new instruction set to handle your situations in life. If you were trying to do um, new things using old, old ways and old instruction set, a lot of times you will find that it doesn't work. You are where you are based on the instruction set that you've been using all your lives. And if you don't like where you are, if you want to change where you are, then you must manipulate. You must add, subtract, or make some changes, upgrade your instruction set. Yeah, I like that word. Upgrade your instruction set and that your decisions can be different and how you process things can be different. You know, one of the things that I've learned and I've talked to God about it consistently is that it is um, we're so void of knowledge. We're so void of knowledge. Um, and the more I learn is the more void I see that needs to be filled um, if you understand what I'm saying, we don't know. We're just, it's like picking up one grain of sand from the, from the seashore. And you look and you see it's just a vast amount of sand, right? So the knowledge we have, I, in my, in my estimation, is sort of like me picking up one grain of sand. That's just how much the vast um, sea of knowledge that's there. And we're just, we're just picking up little grains of sands. There is so much more. You know, the Bible says um, that we, we actually perish because we lack knowledge. And, and um, sometimes, well, you know, I was talking to the Lord about that. Well, what knowledge do we, <laughs> do we lack? Is it knowledge of physical things, material things, or is it knowledge of spiritual things? Now, it's, it's my understanding that the Bible said knowledge is going to be poured out in the last days. And we certainly see knowledge poured out in the last, the last 50 years. We have gained more knowledge than over the last 2,000 years. So knowledge has been poured out. But what kind of knowledge? Um, has been poured out. It's really knowledge of natural laws and natural things, right? Physics and aerodynamics and technology and all those things. We have gained so much knowledge of physical things or the natural things, the natural order of things. But I believe the knowledge that God is talking about that will preserve us and keep us is the knowledge of spiritual things. Spiritual things is where we lack. The Bible talks about Solomon being the wisest man on the face of the earth. As a matter of fact, God said there will never be another man like him. But I don't believe that Solomon was knowledgeable in spiritual things as he should have been. Because if he was, 
the end of his life would not be the way it turned out to be. But he was very knowledgeable, very wise in the natural way of things, the natural order of things. He knew um, biology. He knew chemistry. He, he was just very smart. Matter of fact, the Bible says when the Queen of Sheba came and saw how he was organized and, and how things were ordered and the beauty of what he created and produced, the Bible said it took her breath away. So he had great and vast knowledge of the natural realm and the physical things, but spiritual things is where he lacked um, knowledge. And so it is the same thing for us. Israel lost their way because they lacked spiritual knowledge. And so what we need as children of God is to be on a quest for knowledge of the spiritual realm. And when we gain that knowledge, you will see how much better we can operate and function while we're still here in the physical realm. So seek God for spiritual knowledge. Seek God um, for the things that's not apparent to you, right? The things that don't come naturally. You seek God for those things. Ask him to open your eyes that you may see the unseen and ask him to open your ears that you may hear what is unheard of um, and, and cause it and that, that you may see, hear, and you may do the things that needs to be done in your life to transform and to change your lives. Remember, we only perish because we have we lack the knowledge, we lack the understanding that is necessary um, to create more life and to produce a life of success and increase and prosperity according to what God has for us. Amen. And why, you know, why, why do you say that? Why do you say that, Pastor? Just listen for a moment. And as I said before, um, Solomon knew how to do all the physical things. He knew all that. Um, but then Jesus comes along and says that this knowledge, this faith, and we could say faith is also knowledge, right? It's a body of knowledge. And he says, um, when we understand that, um, you, you know, in these times, we have knowledge to fly over mountains. We have knowledge to bore through mountains. We have knowledge to blow up mountains. All those are physical. But here Jesus says, when we fully understand and begin to function according to the knowledge and the laws of faith, we can simply shift things by our word. We can simply shift the mountains by speaking the word. See, that's a greater um, a level of knowledge and understanding that I have yet to find one human being that have gained that level of knowledge, right? I, and I'm and I'm saying faith also is a is knowledge. It's something that we must learn, and it's a law that we must learn to use. And Jesus demonstrated it very, very powerful, um, because here in the natural realm, um, when a storm comes along, it devastates everything in its path. Right? And so we build our buildings, especially here in South Florida, to withstand the storms of life and the winds, the hurricanes that come through. And then it, it, it only can sustain based on um, the strength of the storm. So we may be able to sustain 
houses up to 180 miles per hour winds. But anything above that, we, we it, it just blows everything away, right? Just totally wipes out everything. But here Jesus, in the midst of the storm, simply wakes up. Um, and he just speaks to the wind and say, peace, be still. See, that's that's a whole level of knowledge and a whole level of understanding that we have yet to get to. Amen. So that's what I'm talking about. There is a vast um, realm, body of knowledge that you and I have yet um, to have access to. It. And we are just barely... <laughs> seeing it and opening the doors you know and I, I say this um, but I know there's no good wine before it's time and God will give us understanding as we seek understanding he will give it to us and you know I wish I had the knowledge I have now I wish I had it when I was not when I was a teenager because my life would have been totally different I'd have done things differently because now I see differently my perspective is different so my decisions would have been different all of you can say that you wish that the the stuff that you have learned over your time that you had it at the beginning of your time <laughs> because your decisions will be absolutely different. Amen. So as I gain spiritual knowledge, um, it changes how I think and it changes how I see things. It changes how I respond to things. But as I said before, it makes me see that there's so much more that I do not know. And, you know, once you begin to search for spiritual awareness and spiritual understanding, you also would come to the conclusion that I have come to that we sort of sort of like picking up one grain of sand <laughs> as compared to the whole beachfront of sand. We just picked up one grain. And so it is that that's all we're doing right now is just getting grains and grains and grains of sands. Um, but there's so much more to know of God and the spiritual things that God um, has done and, and how he functions and how he operates. And so we can come in agreement with the song that Elder Marcia sang, you're worthy of it all. All the glory, all the honor, because his ways are far finding out. And the things of God is far above um, his mindset, how he thinks, how he does, what he does, how he operates. Um, the power of his words, uh, him knowing the beginning and the end all at the same time. He, him, he that can, the one that can see your future and your past all at the same time. It's, it's an amazing um, being that can do that. Time, he's not constrained by time. He doesn't get older. He never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. There is no other being in all of the heavens or the earth like him. He alone is God. And because of that, because of that, we now are subservient to him. And we must first come in agreement with that and understand that we are his creation. Um, we didn't create him. He created us. And, you know, and God is so awesome that he reveals himself to us. And when we understand what he is trying to say to us, then we will look to him for all direction. Amen. That's why the Bible tells us in all our ways, acknowledge him and let him direct your path. Because if God is directing your path, he will never direct you wrong. If he is making decisions for you, he, is, he will never 
allow you to decide what's wrong for you. If he's making the decision, it's going to be the right one for you. In your eyes, in our level of understanding, we may not think it's the right one. But because he is God, he cannot make a mistake. He will never make a mistake because he, he makes decisions in your, in your now based on his vast knowledge of your future and the outcomes of your now decisions. Amen. So the future changes that will take place with your decisions you have that you are making now, God, that's how God operates. We, we make decisions with blindness as to the future. Right? We're not, we don't know how the future is going to turn out, but we simply make decisions now with good intentions. <laughs> I pray that we have good intentions and our motives are not wrong. Our motives are not bad, but we have good intentions. So the decisions we're making now, we're making it with good intentions that our future is going to benefit from it. Amen. That we're going to benefit from our good decisions, our decisions that we're making now. So as children of God, it's so important then that that we seek spiritual knowledge, spiritual insight. Simply means we're seeking God um, for the eyes to see our future um, or the insight or the discernment. Um, that our decisions, um, because we know our decisions, the, the stuff that we do decide to do today, we, it, it, shapes, um, it shapes our tomorrow. And it, it'll be very silly for you not to understand that simple concept. The decisions you make today affects your tomorrow. We have to understand. That's a basic concept. And if you cannot understand that basic concept, then your life is, is, is not going to turn out the way you think it's going to turn out. You must understand the basic concept. What I say, how I think, and what I do now will influence my future, the shape of my future. Amen. So once you understand that concept and you get that concept in your mind, then hopefully we are wise enough and smart enough to not do anything that's detrimental and that can mess up our future. That also means we're not taking unnecessary risk, right? We're not. And let me tell you some unnecessary risk and um, things that people do just to mess up their future, right? Stealing, <laughs> going to the store and stealing something, right? That's an unnecessary risk that can totally mess up your future, right? Simple as simple as that. Um, drinking, drinking liquor that can totally ruin your liver and totally mess up your future. Um, smoking cigarettes, smoking weed, um, all these things that we do that are detrimental to our future, lying, cheating, all those kind of things, um, that are detrimental to our future. Um, when we understand who we are and how, how we think, what we say, what we do, how that shape our future, we should become more thoughtful in what we are thinking, saying, and doing. Let me say it again. That's a basic concept, a basic concept. You know, wrongs, two wrongs can never 
create a right. So you're not going to add a wrong on a wrong. Somebody do you wrong. It's not, you should not ever think about doing that person wrong because two wrongs does not make a right. And if you do wrong because somebody do you wrong, you are jeopardizing something in your future. That's why the Bible said, pray for those who despitefully use you and abuse you, bless those who curse you, love on your enemies, all those kind of things. Why? Because you are shaping your future. And so the Bible gives us instructions how to shape your future. And this morning, I really want to talk a little bit about destiny, um, but we'll get to that at another time. And so I just want to encourage you. Um, each and every day that just this simply the simple concept of knowing and understanding that your thoughts today your words today what you do today is shaping your tomorrow if you cannot understand that then you're going to live your life precariously and as i said before we should not live our lives precariously or by chance but we should live our lives by choice simple means we choose to consistently do what is right because that's the only way we're going to have consistently right things taking place in our tomorrow. So you shape your future rightly by doing things right today. If you know something is going to hurt you, why do it? If you know something is going to hurt um, your spouse, why would you do it? If you know something is going to hurt your children, um, cause you to lose your job, why risk those things? Why? Why will we do things to be hurtful to somebody? Um, we have to understand that things that we do affect our tomorrow. And the seed you sow today, that is what you're going to have a harvest coming, waiting for you in your future. Are you hearing me? You have to understand that's a basic principle. All these months I've been teaching, we must understand that basic principle. And so, you know, getting back to what the Word of God says in the book of Hosea, my people perish because they lack knowledge. Knowledge of spiritual things will jeopardize your life. Let me say it again. Lack of knowledge, rather, of spiritual things will jeopardize your life. And so you must seek to gain and get as much knowledge as spiritual things. Remember, we're spiritual beings. We're tripart beings. We're, we're simply two-thirds spiritual and one-third physical, right? We're body, soul, and spirit. So the vast uh, majority, the vast portion of our being is simply spiritual. We have one part physical and two parts spiritual. So why wouldn't we spend more time understanding the spiritual man? Why? You know, when we were first born, the Bible said we we're born in sin, shape, and iniquity. Simply means we're born in this world system and we're shaping according to the systems of this world. So that's why when you go to school, you learn math and you learn English, you learn language, you know, all those physical things, things they teach you to operate in the physical realm. They don't teach you how to operate in the spiritual realm. We know nothing of it. The only place that we could have gotten that is if you went to Sunday school and somebody opened up the Bible and began to teach you spiritual things. 
Amen. But, you know, once we um, graduate from Sunday school, majority of people don't even bother with that anymore. They simply focus on the physical things, the material things, how to make more money, how to succeed and, and get promoted on your job, you know, live in the nicest of places, drive the nicest of cars, you know, connect with the right person, have the, the physically beautifully beautiful spouse or whatever, the love of your life. And we focus on all those things, right? Are those things necessary? Absolutely necessary. But all those things are temporary. All those things are temporary. And most of us rarely function, rarely focus rather, on learning the spiritual side of things. Why we are who we are. Why your spouse is the way that they are. Why your children are the way they are. We very rarely seek the knowledge and to gain the understanding of those things. And because of that, we perish. Now, perish does not necessarily mean we die. It also means we fail to progress. We don't progress spiritually because we lack spiritual knowledge. We don't know how spiritual things function. So because we don't know how it functions, we cannot benefit from it. And so as children of God, I want to encourage you um, to spend some time learning how spiritual things function. I mean, the Bible tells us so many things. The Bible said we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, right? But spiritual, um, spiritual things, right? And so w when the Bible says that, you know, wrestling means close, close combat, because when you wrestle with somebody, they're not far from you. It's hand-to-hand -hand combat. Wrestling is always hand-to-hand -hand combat. I wrestled in high school. Um, so it's hand-to-hand -hand combat. And you have to be stronger. You have to know moves. You have to know all kinds of stuff. You have to know balance. You have to know submission moves. You have to know all these things in order to be victorious. And so the Bible tells us we're not wrestling against physical things, but against spiritual things. And so as people of God, let us stop focusing on wrestling with physical things and all the physical things in the world, making more money, paying our bills, you know, food on the table, you know, all those things. We, we have to wrestle with them. But the greater wrestling the greater knowledge and understanding that we need to overcome all these things in the physical um, is from the spiritual. That's why the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else is going to be added. Isn't that a secret? Isn't that a revelation? Not a secret anymore, but revelation um, as to how we handle things in the physical is simply by first gaining understanding of the spiritual. And when we gain understanding of the spiritual, now we are better positioned to deal with everything in the physical. Matter of fact, the Bible said that's how things get added to us when we first understand the spiritual things. I think I spoke about how we are blessed by every spiritual benefit in the heavenly realm. It's already been given to us. Listen, it's so important that we don't just let that go in one ear and out the other, but we begin to focus on it. We, we begin to seek more understanding of what God has blessed us with, our abilities, our capabilities, the resources that's been made available to us. We begin to seek God to give us understanding of those things. And when we could understand those things, you would see how your life, your decision, your perspective is absolutely 
different. Amen. You 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 will receive people differently. You will think of people differently. Why? Because your understanding of spiritual things has been um, greatly increased. Amen. So you won't walk around bitter because you know that doesn't help your future. You won't walk around with resentment, um, malice, hate. You, uh, I mean, when you really understand spiritual things, man, you shut down all those negative things, those things that work against your future. Amen. And understand why is that important, passive world? Why is my future so important? Because you can't stay in the past. <laughs> you can't stay in the past. Look at your watch. It has a second hand. It's always moving. <laughs> it never stops. No matter what's going on in the world, that clock is always moving. You're constantly transitioning to your future. So what do you want to transition to? That's what I'm saying. What do you want to transition to? If you're going to transition, if you you have to transition, you have no choice. The world and time does not stand still for your pity party or for your feelings. You know, time don't stand still because you don't feel good. No, everything still goes on. So it's up to you to get up and move along because it's moving. And so it's so important because time doesn't wait for any man. Time does never, time never stands still. It's consistently moving. You're consistently moving and transitioning um, into your future. Matter of fact, 30 seconds ago is your past. 10 seconds ago is your past, right? You're, the only moment that you're in is your now, but every second, every tick of the clock, your past is behind you and your transition into your future. So it's so important that we are future minded, future minded. Keep our minds on the future. Keep our minds on the things that we want to see take place in our lives. Um, Paul said, forget about the things that are behind me and press towards, move towards, get a forward thinking mindset that everything I'm saying and doing now is influencing, is shaping my tomorrow. So now ask yourself the question, what will I do today to shape my tomorrow? What will I start in my life today to create a better tomorrow. God has given you all the tools. He, he's given you everything, every benefit, every resources, every ability, every capability is already inside of you. Now, don't make the mistakes by trying to be like somebody else. That's an absolute stupid mistake. You should know your own abilities, capabilities, your weaknesses, your strength, and you function according to knowledge of your weakness and your strength, your abilities, and your capabilities. Use what God has given you to create your unique life. Amen? Your life is unique. And David said how he comes in volume of the book that is written of him, not the book that is written of everybody. The book that is written of, of him. And so there's a book written of you. You seek God. Let God direct you, give you the path that you need, um, and go step by step. Let the word of God be the lamp onto your feet, but also let it be the light to your path. I pray that this morning uh, um, I, I piqued your interest and caused you to rethink who you are, what you are, your purpose in life, um, how to how to be forward thinking 
and for you to understand that everything you do shapes your future. So we are future shapers. Let me say it again. We are future shapers. Make sure you're shaping the future that you want, the future that brings the blessings of God on your life and the future where God is pleased with you. You know, I've always said the greatest testimony in scripture, y'all know it because y'all hear me say it over and over again, is the testimony that Enoch had where he went around telling people that he pleased God. And so when we please God, man, there can be no better way, no better lifestyle, no better state of being than to be pleasing in the eyes of the Lord and that the Lord will smile on you and that the favor that is on our head, we actually see the activity of favor taking place in our lives. Amen. I've seen so much activity of favor and I just give God thanks for it. I don't take nothing for granted anymore. I've learned not to take anything for granted. Be very um be very thoughtful about what I say, what I do, how I deal with people, how I meet people, how I speak to people, and all these things. We take it into consideration. Why? Because we want to make sure that we are shaping our future according to God's design. Amen. So may God bless you um, today as you continue to listen. I pray that that morning manner is really a blessing to you. Because, you know, folks, I just tell you the truth. Um, I benefit from morning manner. And so I pray that you benefit my learning, my reading, my understanding, God downloading stuff in my spirit um, to share. I learn from it and I take it seriously. And I pray that you will also take it seriously because it is given unto you for your advancement and that you will not die because of ignorance. Amen. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercies. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for all that you have done. Thank you for sharing with us that we only perish when we lack knowledge. And so, Father, I pray for spiritual understanding, spiritual wisdom, spiritual knowledge for the people that are listening. And God, and for the, the people that will listen years from this God who they will receive something from this that their hearts and their minds may be awakened and they, they may seek you for spiritual things but father we refuse to die because we lack the knowledge that's been made available to us you promise you or rather you said in your words that every heavenly benefit has already been given unto us so father I pray that you will unlock in us this vast realm of knowledge and understanding that you have said in your word that is necessary for us to progress and that we might not perish. Father, fill our hearts and our minds with spiritual things. God, we have books. God, we have um, so many areas and means to get physical knowledge and to get knowledge of the natural realm. And we thank you for that, God. But in this season, this time, Father, we desire more, more understanding of the spiritual realm. Fill that void that's inside of us, God, and cause us to see like you see, hear like you hear, 
and speak like you speak. And for this, we give you thanks and we give you praise. Now we'll give you praise and honor and glory for the favor that you already have placed on our heads, the increase that is in and on our hands and the swiftness on our feet. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for you have forgiven our past and you are preserving our present and you have guaranteed our future. Hallelujah. And we give you thanks for there's not a feeble one among us, but we are healthy, we are wealthy, we are strong in you, our Lord, and in the power of your might. And even though our beginning might have been small, Father, we are gratefully grateful for our latter end has greatly increased. And Lord, we know the end revealed is a sure thing. Thank you for hearing us now. And thank you for answering. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. And we all say amen. Amen. Well, God bless you.